Paradise is somewhere up ahead, isn't it? Yes. It is. Are you in any pain? <laughs> it's so strange. I'm not sure when, but at some point I started to believe. In all of it. You, the wolves, and Paradise. I'm seeing the world clearly for the first time, just as it's about to end. A little too late, huh? It will not end, but simply begin again. It is so that it can be reborn. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where one, two, two dudes. The two dudes you'd expect. Yeah, exactly. In their 30s, talk about anime. Then will appear the wretched beast. It's Bill. Oh. <laughs> and I can't return to my original form. I'm Andy, and I realize that these intros are for episode three and not for episode two, <laughs> but that's fine. We're just going to run with them, and I'm going to reuse these next week, and no one will notice. Or we'll run together if we don't have anything to talk about. That's That could also... We're figuring that out right now. We are figuring that out right now. Hey, guy. Hi. Hi. Uh, we're here to talk about Wolf's Rain. Episode two, which I don't have the title. You have the title? Something about a gunshot, right? Uh, gunshot of Remorse. There we go. Hey. Are you ready for more Wolf's Rain? Yes. Let's get it over with. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. But first, we've got to start with our customary, some nerd news. You're going to talk about Pokemon, aren't you? Uh, I I wasn't going to, but now you mentioned it. Hey, the Pokemon Direct happened. Yes. And if you have not seen the Pokemon Direct, go watch the Pokemon Direct. It happened while we were in the car. It did happen while <laughs> we were Wisconsin. in the car. Yes. On the way to Wisconsin, I joined Bill and his family on the way to Wisconsin, the house on the rock. And on the way, I, I said, I warned them, I said, I'm going to watch this Pokemon Direct. And I did. And you caught glimpses of it. Yeah. Like, kind of like glancing over while you're driving. I mean, I was driving. Right, so, <laughs> so you didn't see a lot of it. Um, so there was a lot of expectations going into this Direct as far as what was going to be shown and, and what was you know going to be new to the series. And they definitely delivered in a lot of ways. What was going to be new, what was going to be nude. Yes. Uh, there wasn't a lot of nude uh, in this at all, but there was sure? I'm pretty sure. There was quite a bit of new information, though. Pikachu doesn't wear pants. Uh, okay, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. You got me there. You got me on that one. No, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield is has some cool new features that the Pokemon world hasn't done yet, including an open area where you can run around with other trainers, either friends locally, uh, kind of linking up with Switch systems, or uh, on the internet, which is kind of cool. So it's like the reverse of an instance. Yes. Absolutely. Well. Maybe not reverse. Well, it's not necessarily the reverse. But it goes from being a 
small self-contained yes. area. Yes. To being a large open open area. area. Right. Open I mean, to open to multiple and people. Granted, instances are yes. There's still multiple people, but there are a lot less people than yes. the whole world. So. Yes. It's Pokemon's version of an instance. It tracks. And in that, we also have we have raids. <laughs> there are Pokemon raids that'll happen that you can. Go after massive Pokemon, uh, which is a new system called the Dynamax system, where you just make your Pokemon grow. You read a repulse of that shit. Yep. Like, make my monster grow! My pocket monster! And, uh, yeah, you go and you fight him with other people and you catch it. You can fight Pete Kaiju. <laughs> or Raiju, as you, as you said, which kind of sounds a little weird. I think Pete Kaiju sounds a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so- I haven't gotten to use that, so I'm, now you've got to use it first. It's your joke anyway. So uh, so that that's a thing. I had time um, to per- correct it. Yes. Perfect it. For, yeah, you had time to perfect it. I, I appreciate that. Uh, so that that's a thing that's going to be in the game. They showed some of the new Pokemon. Um, there's like a random sheep Pokemon because it's England, and apparently England just has a lot of sheep. Yeah, there's like a like a depressed frog and a yeah, codependent sheep. And... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the most uh, like a suicidal moose or something. It's, it's the most millennial game yet, I think. No, there uh, also is. I think one that you really liked. There was this really cool. I can't remember the name right now, but there was this like black night crow. Yeah, I didn't actually see it, but just you talking about it sounded. He's cool. pretty badass. That that's pretty cool. So we got but to see a lot of neat information. Would the suicidal moose Pokemon be an emus? <sighs> Do you got any nerd news? Uh, no, not really. No. I have not been doing crap. Do you want to hear about five-year-old tower defense games like Congregate? <laughs> is Congregate still a thing? Uh-huh. I think you're the only person that knows that Congregate is still a thing. I like tower defense games. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I You like games, though, right? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you real quick. I'm not going to go into any details because it hasn't happened yet, but um, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be somewhat old news anyway. But E3 is happening next week. Yes, and you said. as part of E3, uh, E3 officially runs from June 11th through the 13th. That's a Tuesday through a Thursday. But there are always events that happen beforehand, different press conferences and things that occur before. They actually open the doors to the center to bring people in to go look and try out the different games that they show off. Um, real quick, I just want to mention some of the things that you know, as far as like conferences and dates. Um, so that way, if you, you hear this on that Thursday, and you want to go back and find the stuff. You can find all these conferences on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, a bunch of different lo- locations if you somehow had forgotten about it. So the way it works is Xbox is going to start the whole thing off on Sunday, June 9th, with their conference. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting because this year Xbox has a conference, but Sony is actually not going to E3 at all. Uh, they're not doing a conference. They're not going to be at E3. They're going to have zero presence which gives wow yeah it gives Microsoft a chance to essentially run the table. Does it, or is it just have Sony be like, eh, screw you guys? I think there's. I mean, does presence at E three really relate to sales? Uh, it usually kind of. Or does. is that just Sony I, going? We don't have to show up. We're going to make enough sales anyway. You're probably right. I think E three has dwindled over the years. E three was a big driver in new hardware and sales and all of that. Um, I know that that has gone down a bit in large part because there are other means to get your message out there now, social media and, uh-huh. and you know, I, we talked about in the car ride, uh, Sony has taken up Nintendo's idea of the directs. They have the state of play where they show off all kinds of new information. They've taken like, uh, you know, a bit out of their playbook. So they don't feel the need to be there at E3. 
So it'll right. be interesting. Um, there are some rumors that Microsoft might show off the, their next-gen console, um, the, successor to the, the successor to the Xbox One and the Xbox One X. So if that happens, that'll be a big deal. Although I could totally see Sony two weeks later putting out their own announcement. Here's the PlayStation 5. Right. Middle finger. We've had a chance to see what yours can do. Now we upped it, you know. So right. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, okay, there's what? Three major companies, mm-hmm. and consumers don't. I mean, they might get excited about it at the theater E3, mm-hmm. but they'll find out about. It. I mean, we all know what a PlayStation is, right? That's true. Announcing something called a PlayStation Five is not going to blow anybody's mind. No, it, it absolutely will not. So we'll see how that goes. But if anything, the Xbox stage will have all kinds of all the next gen. And upcoming games will probably be displayed there, right? For not really having any other place to kind of show that off. So they do have, um, at, at the very least, developers will probably throw money at, at Microsoft to show off their work at E3. Oh, well, yeah. So at least they'll have that going for them. Uh, also on that date, De- uh, Devolver Digital is going to have a conference. They're a uh, company that produces a lot of indie games. Okay. So um, they've produced a lot of really good indie games. Uh, so I'm curious to see what they have there. And then Bethesda also has a show on the 9th. But given what happened last year with Fallout 76 being announced huh. and then how that all played out, I'm not sure how much hype there actually is going into the Bethesda conference this year and all honesty. I'm surprised they're showing their face at all, to be honest. <sighs> yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, the next day, June 10th, we've got the PC Gaming Show, which is just, again, showing off some big-name um, games coming out, um, primarily on PC. could also probably, you know, we might see some of the same stuff we see in the Xbox conference there, maybe more detail. Uh, Ubisoft and Square Enix also have conferences on the 10th. And all eyes are on Square Enix this year because of a couple of big games. Uh, number one, they're coming off of the success of Kingdom Hearts 3, which obviously had built hype for 10 years, right. or however long it was before, since like the second. And we've been promised more of a look at Final Fantasy VII Remake at E3. Uh, which they had done a re-reveal of that uh, about a month ago on a Sony uh, state of play. I feel like they've been talking about that a long time. They have been. So I don't know if you know much about it, but they had talked about it. It went radio silent. Sony came out and admitted that they were unhappy with the progress of it, and they restarted from scratch. Wow. Uh, they, they took some of the assets, but for the most part started over and did it internally. Um, now, just about a month ago, they showed off a brand new um, trailer, and... The rumors are that it's going to be split into two parts, and the first part's going to be released in uh, 2020, is what they're looking at, so next year, potentially. Is it going to be big enough to warrant two parts? You you know, that's, that just seems that's like my money, thought. That seems like a money grab. That That is my thought as well, and they will make all of the money doing so. You're not wrong, but it sucks. It does. I agree. Square Enix also has the new Avengers game. That has been hyped up for a little while. We haven't seen any of that, but knowing that it's a Marvel-backed specific game, um, there's going to be a lot of potential in that as well. So a lot of people paying attention to what Square is going to throw out here this year at E3. Uh, and then Nintendo has their conference on the 11th, so that's that's it. That's Those are the main players there and the, the different things. And then obviously three days of coverage of new information from the conference itself. So I think that's that's good, right? Is that about it? Yeah. Should, should we just like jump into this episode? I'm okay with it. Hey, Bill. Yes. It's your week. Ah, shit. And we actually took notes this time. We did. Hey, hey, we're actually doing our job. Hey, tell us about episode two of Wolf's Reign, Gunshot of Remorse. No? 
Something yes. like that? <laughs> Gunshot of Remorse. Indeed. Kaikon no Jusai. <laughs> what a name. We have a cold open in more ways than one. Yes, because it is a post-apocalyptic winter deathscape. Yep. The wolves are silently running ahead of the car. Now Cheza is sitting by herself in the front seat like a big girl. Well, you know, when you lose your... You lose mama. Yep. You gotta learn to sit on your own. Apparently. I think that's a that's an old Confucius still not, saying. Still not using your seatbelt. <laughs> well, you know. They're not worried about traffic. Although, I would be wearing my... They would my probably start, you need to start using your seatbelt I think now. everyone would... <laughs> after what I'm saying. flipping the vehicle... Still not wearing them. Well, you know. Hub is just kicking himself for becoming a believer right now at the end of the world. Yeah. Pretty much. I, it goes from, like, bad to worse... To like really terrible for Hub over the course of these next. Episodes. It really does. I feel bad for him. I really, honestly do. Of all the characters in the series, I honestly really do. I think feel almost the worst for him. He is the worst. He does. Uh, Cheza corrects him that it's not the end. It's just going to be reborn. But for Hub, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. If for for him, it is. For him, it is. Yeah. Quint is in the back having a nightmare about his town burning down. We see a bunch of evil wolves. Uh, there's a copy of Werewolf the Apocalypse sitting there burning. Uh, I think that's... I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be uh, White Wolf or Onyx Path Publishing's uh, World of Darkness book. I think that's supposed to be a story tell... Like, like a fairy tale book or something that his kid had. And a wolf with a weird eye. And you know what? Huh. When we watched this episode, didn't even dawn on me until the end of the episode. Which, like, how weird that was. You know what else is weird? What? The weird eye isn't the weird eye. That's a wolf's eye. The weird eye is the fact he has a human eye on the side. <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> Apparently um, really well hidden foreshadowing, because I didn't catch it. I caught it dead on. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I do take things apart. Like, everything I watch. And quite literally for I, your job, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's that's just kind of the person you are. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I am the one that saw the end of Game of Thrones coming. You did see that. Uh, check that bonus episode out. It should be up by the time you were listening to this. Oh, yeah. Only on our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. You can hear it from monies. <laughs> you paid monies earlier, you would have seen the end of Game of Thrones, too. It's That's true. You would have. You would have known going in, because Bill spoiled it all. Because he's got the premonition. He's got the sight. The second sight. The witch's eye. It's got to be a clever way of, like... A third eye, if you will. Psychic spoiler or something, but a I can't... Psychic... Psychic... Psychic explosion. It, it's psychic... Spoil, spo, spoiler explosion. It's clever, but it only works in writing because it's a P at the beginning of the word spoiler. It's true. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, ha! Got it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Carry on. <laughs> Blue and Hige catch us up on the irony of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. For once, I'm pretty sure that is irony. Yeah, I think it's not that Alanis Morissette shit. Like, it's actually true irony. Not even Alanis Morissette, just like, in general, irony is not irony when they say it. True. No, that's... that's... For once, I think it might be. I think you might be right. Well, you would know. I mean, I, I you are right. <laughs> I am a master of English. You are the expert. I am the master of it. I make English my bitch. I just speak it. It's a terrible language. Carry on. It really is. It's the worst. It's a Franklin Franken language. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Chesa and Hub uh, successfully perform CPR on a wounded Quint when he starts to go into shock. Mm-hmm. Hub sits astride Quint 
which I don't think is the right way to do CPR. No, you usually don't ride the other person's yeah, cock yeah, when you... You uh, don't do it cowgirl. <laughs> exactly. Um, you don't do it cowgirl would be an interesting title for this episode. Uh, carry um, on. Not technically dirty. Not technically dirty. That's true. Hub actually says, too, I'm not certified in CPR. Just to explain, that might even be the uh, the American voice actors or the American script writers. Like, he's not doing CPR right. Let's just put a line in there that says, like, I don't know how to do this. <sighs> like, don't do this at home, kids, kind of thing. <laughs> or they're just laughing because he's sitting in his lap doing CPR. Probably true. I'm surprised they didn't put, like, a disclaimer at the bottom. Like, this is not how one does CPR. Well, I hope he knows what he's in for, just in case he gets excited, because Chezza starts doing mouth-to-mouth to Quint. <laughs> yeah. Later. Later! Oh, hey, I like later. Chezza pours what seems to be handfuls of lotion into Quint's mouth. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I don't remember this. Yeah, she's got, like, handfuls of, like, white, viscous liquid. That... I think it was supposed to be water, wasn't it? Well, it was poorly animated. Because <laughs> it looked thicker than water, and it looked like it was setting up in her hand, and it was... White, not clear. Man, maybe it's like... Ooh, I don't want to know what that is, actually. It's like Chezza juice. <laughs> Chezza sap. Che- yes! She's like, here, drink my sap. Oh, God! <laughs> There's a sound effect I didn't <laughs> Paired with the visual of you squeezing your tit. Sume thinks that Quint probably won't want to go to paradise with a bunch of wolves. He's probably right there. Uh, Hige mentions that only Quint's intense hatred of wolves is the is kept him alive, basically. Yeah, he's essentially just holding on so he can get his revenge. Right. The revenge is sustaining him at this point. You think that'd be an easy transition, though, to like move it over to Jagera stuff? Yeah, you think so. But, eh. Eh. When, when you are that honed in... It's hard to change your perspective. I, mean, I guess Jagger is dead too, isn't she? It's true. So I guess he can't. She, she got, go after her soldiers and she stuff. She got though. done dead. You go after her soldiers. True. The other ones did it. It's true. Her former forces. He could have. He could have lived out a very happy life, not happy as a life, murderer. At least like a a much more fulfilled and longer life as a murderer. Yeah, as a murderer, it worked for, for worked for Ronan, right? Punisher. Yeah. Uh, after Quint's condition stabilizes, Blue entrusts. her. Her pops to Tobaway, just oh, in case yeah. something happens to her. Yeah, all because he likes to cuddle. Well, yeah. Oh, all, not not just because of that though, because Tobaway cuddles is... with Quint. <sighs> He's done it twice. That seems like a side podcast that we don't want to explore. <laughs> Cuddle, today, cuddles with Quint today. I'm cuddles <laughs> with Quint. I feel like that's one of those Saturday morning like educational informational shows. I was thinking it's like one of those bloody Saturday night shows, but whatever. I mean, you know, I mean, all you got to do is say the introductory, say the episode, or say the title of the show a little bit differently, and you get one or the other. Right. Not as much sexy you could put in there. No, I think the reason why... (laughs) Depends on how much saxophone. Yes. Uh, Go listen to our old episode, Registered Sax Offender. I I think it's really important to note here that, of course, she goes with him, because he's the one who's proven in the past... Like, how much he cares for humans. And he has that whole past, you know, sort of life with Grant, with the granny, right, that he murders. But anywho. Um, well, that and her options are cult leader, jerk, or dude she wants the bone. So, 
No, she's got a good point. Yeah. I mean, you've got a good point, too. I, yeah, okay, so Toboy it is. Toboy it is. Just process elimination. Okay, well, I mean, when you're at the end of the world, yep. you don't have a lot of choices to make. So then the car finally craps out. And really, they're lucky they got as much out of it as they did, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing it went that far. It's amazing they were able to flip it over. It was amazing it started in the first place. And they got so, it up off that cliff somehow. Yeah, that, that hidden ramp. Uh, it's amazing that it didn't damage the vehicle enough when it flipped over. I mean, it damaged it, but... I mean, I guess it's an armored vehicle. But still. Yeah, so it's heavier. True. That's bad on all the internal things that aren't made well, out of it. Well, that's fair. That's fair. It's also the future. Maybe there's some sort of, like, maybe cars are built better. In the I'm future. I'm not sure it's the future. Well, it's a alternate tech savvy. Well, once the car breaks down, everybody just decides to start stumbling forward. Mm-hmm. Hub really thinks that Quint will be fine with all of this. Mm-hmm. A lot of discussion about what Quint is going to think when he wakes up. Yeah, there's a lot of worry, and I guess it makes sense. I mean, he is the one running around, toting around with a gun, wanting to kill wolves. Right, but we talk about it a lot. We do. Because now it's, we've already talked about it once, and now Blue is staring at him, and Hub wakes up, and then they just right back into it. It's like they're foreshadowing what might happen next. Yep. So he does wake up. Yes. And he's very happy to see Blue. Mm-hmm. He's fairly happy to see Hub. Yes. C is maybe an overestimate. Yes, I would, I would absolutely say that. All I can see clearly is a bunch of blurs. So nothing. I can't <laughs> see anything clearly. Well, <laughs> I guess seeing blurs... Is more clear than, like, having no vision at all. Yes, but he says what I can see clearly. Okay, yeah. Again. Maybe it's a bad translation. English. Could be a bad translation. He also could be, like, I don't know, all fucked up in the head. Well, we know that. I mean, that's true. So he, he hears Toboy talk to him, and he's like, the boy. All the wolves. Boy. Brah. Boy. And he gets mad about it, and mm-hmm. he tells Blue, you're not my dog anymore. And then, and then staggers away. That was sad. It was sad. It was very sad. There's so many sad moments in this OVA. Yeah, it really is kind of a depressing. It's so grim. There's nothing uplifting in this OVA at all. Like, there's there's a few minor I'm, moments. I'm halfway through episode four, and so far, yeah, nothing. Yeah, I spent watching episode <laughs> three Unless, today. like, the last ten minutes turns around. I cried so much during episode three today. And it might just be partly because I'm an emotional person these days. But, like, I was... Full on just crying. This this anime is ridiculous. It's making me feel things. I don't want to feel things. I'm watching anime to stop feeling things. I will fix that with our next choice. Okay, good. You mean the next choice we're not going to feel? You promise? I mean, we'll feel some things, but it won't be sad things. Bloodlust? Excitement? Yeah. Horny? Maybe. Okay. It's a dream, too. Okay. That's fair. Toboy stands there and calls out Quint on a shitty attitude. Yeah, Toboy... You know, I've said how much I hate Toboy, but I, I really am liking Toboy more in this watch. He's better than you made him out to be. He's it's better true. than Hige, at least. He is better than Hige. I'm liking him a lot more and Hige a lot He's less. better than Kiba. He is probably better than Kiba. You're probably right. He's not better than Sume. No, Sume's great. Sume is fantastic. Blue is the best. Sume, Blue, Sume, Toboy, Kiba, Hige. I'd maybe even say Hige, Kiba. <laughs> oh, really? That bad, huh? <laughs> Hige, at least, has moments for redemption. Some of the mm-hmm. stuff that happens to him isn't his fault. Even if he's kind of a pig about it, Blue seems to be into it, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, at least she's into it. It's not like she's like, eh, go away. Right. Kiba is sort of uninteresting. Okay. That was our quick 
<laughs> our, quick, our, our, our quick top five. Hub runs up after Quint. Yeah, as he's wandering away. Tries to kind of get the same message across, like, why do you have such a shitty attitude? Mm-hmm. And then he tells him that Cher is dead, but kind of in a weird way. Yeah, this is a weird scene. I, I, I'm like, not remembering a lot of what we're talking about right now, because it's been a few days since I watched it, but this for sure was yeah. really he weird. He was like, where's the woman? Weren't you find, trying to find your woman? Why'd you give up on that? Uh-huh. And he's like, she's here with me. Yeah, that's like creepy. That's I know. like creep level 9,000 there. It's, it's like, ridiculous. No, no, she's not. She's at the bottom of the Arctic Ocean. Well, Plunk. She, she's there with him in his heart. Right, but he didn't even like point to his heart when he said it. Right, he's just like, like that would have been something. Like she's here with me. Well, maybe like well, maybe he's trying to like maybe because Quint can't see. She's right here with me, yeah, behind then, me. Can't you but see then he her? Immediately tells like yeah. I, I know it was weird. It was very weird. It was a bizarre moment. I'm not. He's all lie. like, she's right here with me in the break card. Straight. I'm trying this again. Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy. We're going to do another live one. I brought Bill in here. Hi, Bill. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my break card. How are you? Where's chair? Where's who? Where's Sh- chair? <laughs> Where's chair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like cherry? Like like, like Pee Wee's Playhouse? I have such a hard time with her being Cher. Oh, it's, it's weird. It is Cher. I know. I bet she it's, wishes she could turn weird. time right now. We've used that a million times. I'm but she sorry. wishes she had a submarine. <laughs> what? All right. So we're here in the break card to talk about how you can support the show. And I want to start. Stop laughing, Bill. I want to start by fucking stop. I want to start by saying that if you have not yet, <laughs> she's underwater. Stop it. If you've not yet sur- subscribed to the show, it wouldn't have wrecked. Uh huh. Uh huh. You got that on your system? You good? I don't know. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the show. Head over to iTunes, uh, go to Stitcher, go to Google Play, go to Spotify, and give us a little little subscribe. That sounded weird. And subscribe. Checkmark. <laughs> Not even going to fix this. Whatever. Uh, and subscribe, because doing so will go a long way in helping us climb the rankings and help other people find us. And it'll make sure that you never miss a new release. Uh, as we wrap up here our Season 4, we're going to be moving ahead to Season 5, and I'm very excited about Season 5, getting to watch a brand new show, starting from scratch, starting over, seeing where that goes. Um, so definitely subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Because it's my turn, and I'm the number one show picker so far. That's, I mean, you did pick Trigun, and Trigun has been the best one so far. So Bill knows his anime. At least he knows what good anime is. I think maybe I don't know anime, which is why I pick things that don't suck. Maybe that's that. Yeah, that's fair. I'm picking very westernized things. That's what I'm, I'm okay with. That you can also support the show by going to Patreon.com/slash/TuningJapanese. You can. You can. You can go there and you can pledge a dollar to get things like you bonus can. episodes. Yes. You can pledge more than that to get physical things like stickers and buttons. Ooh. Not that kind of physical thing. <laughs> you can. Uh, Nope, they can't have my they can't have my can for <laughs> pledging on Patreon, Bill. I mean, I'm okay with it. Oh, Lord, you're not selling me out. Quit, quit, quit being my pimp. This is why I don't get to come to the break card. <sighs> you can donate enough to join us on a future episode. You can suggest animes for us to watch. Uh, all kinds of great stuff. All at Patreon.com/slash Japanese. 
like our great patrons, like Cameron and Nash and Matt. So thank you again, all of you, for being patrons. We love you. We care about you. You're awesome and amazing. I got two of those are first names and one of the last name. Well, basically like a first name for us. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, oh, oh, hey. What? Good news, everyone. Go to twitch.tv slash LemonNerdBoy, where I am now affiliated, which means that you can subscribe to my channel, you can give me bits, uh, and yes, ooh, you can ooh. give me, you can show me your bits, uh, you can do <laughs> all of that, uh, all at twitch.tv slash LemonNerdBoy. Uh, thank you to everyone who has popped in over the last several weeks to get me to that level. Um, I'm very, very excited to just kind of keep streaming a little bit here and there, and, and maybe bring in some extra income, and... Uh, which I really desperately need right now, uh, and give back some entertainment to you all. Oh, and don't forget about social media. Obviously, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us both there. Uh, search for Tuning Japanese. And our YouTube series, uh, Tuning RPG. So uh, definitely check all that out. I think that's about it. Anything else that you can think of here in the break card, my friend Bill? I don't usually do these, so no. Okay, I'm that's good. fair. All right, let's get us back to our review of Wolf's Rain, Episode 2 of the OVA. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. We're back from the break card. Hello. Hi. Tell us more about this episode of Wolf Strange, shall you, Bill? Will you? I will. Can you? I can. Please. So, seems like a good time to talk about it. Okay. What are Quint's motivations here? <sighs> For leaving? Yeah. Is he really as upset about the wolves as he says he is? Or is he dying and he knows he's dying? And he's trying to save him some pain. Ooh. I, I keep coming back to that Donnie Darko quote of, like, every living thing dies alone. Ooh. And he even kind of says something like that to, uh, to Hub when he's walking away. Uh-huh. That's really interesting. I hadn't really considered the thought that he is resigning himself to death. And he doesn't want to drag people with him or down or, right. or just wants to go off on his own to die alone. That's kind of like... Because he says something to... Hub to that effect of like uh-huh. that's what everybody's instinct is. Everything's instinct is to you know, die by themselves or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Do you think that it could be a level of fear? I also think. Well, maybe because he's he might also just have the idea that he can't go to paradise. Right. He knows he can't. Right. He absolutely can't. And so with Blue trying to get him to go with her, mm-hmm. maybe she's going to screw it up or screw it up for herself trying to get him to go. It would be one last gentle... Especially with him already dying. He'd right. Be like, well, I can wander off into the snow and drop dead. And it would make sense, then, why he told her, I, I'm not your owner anymore, go You're not away. my dog anymore. You're not she's my dog. free now. Because she's not, really. I mean, in no. all honesty, he's, no, she's her own he's saying it because of that, and also because he wants her to go on her own and right. not worry about him. And no. I think maybe screw- it's less harsh than it appears. I would agree, and that that actually makes a lot of sense. I hadn't really fully considered it before, but it makes a ton of sense, given the fact that, I mean, Quint's not a bad person. No. By any stretch of the He's just misguided, he's he's drunkard. And now he's just hurt, fucked up, old, shiftless, you know, he has, has no direction in life. He knows he's been wrong all these years. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but, like, I see a lot of Quint in, like, 
like if this was your situation, like that you would react the same way. Yeah, on no, a personal. No, level. that's like that you would just like, well, fuck it, I've lost everything. Let me just go off on my own and. Yeah, no, I, I don't I, think I that's totally, the wrong way at all. I, 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 could, I could totally see you like like see you doing that. And that maybe makes sense. Maybe why Quint is such an interesting character to you, right? As well, because you can relate to him. I think in some ways. I think I can. All right. Well, that's an interesting thought. So he goes off. What yep. happens next? Blue and Hige hug. You know, they're off by themselves too. Mm-hmm. And she says something to the effect of. If I can be with you when the world ends, it'll be enough for me. You know, they've totally left the pack. Yeah. And again, I think they left the pack because they don't think they can get to paradise. She's not a full wolf. He's a traitor. Absolutely with Hige. Hige believes that. Right. For sure. But she comes and talks a lot about being only half wolf. That does come up a lot. So. And maybe that big connection she has with humans... It makes sense, too. Like, not just the fact that she is a half-wolf, but just the fact that she is an outsider to this group. Right. That too, that's true, too. So... But a paradise is for wolves. Pure wolves. Right. Neither one of them really can make it there, either. Wow. God, this OVA is bleak! <laughs> it really is. It's so bleak! I it, don't... It's a little more interesting. A little more goes on. We yeah. understand these characters a little better. Uh, yeah. But, no, it's it's grim. Super grim, and it's it's one of those things where, especially, we'll see in episode three. Mm-hmm. Like it gets grimmer. It gets grimmer, but like also on top of that, we get so many things of the story that God, I wish we had had in those episodes before. It would have made things make more sense uh-huh. instead of just like shoehorning in. It's almost like they took that time off to go. Okay, we've got a base of a story, but we've never really explained it, and we've never even yeah. thought through what these elements yeah. are. We've done nothing. Maybe we need to use this time to like explore and figure out what all of these characters' motivations are. What are what are their connections to paradise? What paradise is? Right. Who's allowed in and paradise? I get there's some mysteries, but it's too much. Well, in the series, yeah, it's all the answers and clues are are so backloaded. Mm-hmm. They're here in the OVA only. Right. So. Which didn't come out for years after. Right. It's crazy. We go back to Quint's flashback, and that's kind of when we figure out that Darsho is the wolf. Mm-hmm. We really see his face clearly. And then we cut back to, and this was one of those jumps that didn't make a lot of sense right away. Mm-hmm. A big white blast destroys a tower, and Cheza feels it with a force. She's like, a bunch of voices crying yes. out. We get we get moments like this, and this is weird. Like we'll get more of that in episode three as well of her just kind of sensing things, being psychic. Yeah, being psychic, being a Jedi. Yes, suddenly there's a disturbance in the yeah. The yeah, force. that's yeah. what. Yeah, I mean you're right. I mean she, the quote in Star Wars is very similar to what she says in the in the show. Mm-hmm. A bunch of voices crying out, and then they're silent. You know, it was very, and I don't. Still not sure if it's true, but we see the blowback of the force, and I don't know if it's just snow and dust, or if it's actual like concussive force. Right. But it overwhelms Hub, and it sure looks like he gets vaporized. Yeah. I don't think that's true. But you don't I'm, think so? But I'm not sure because it sure looks like he gets just. It, yeah. Oh well. I mean, it looks like nuclear fallout hitting him and blowing him to dust. It's. I mean, we do find out. Spoiler, but like, um, it's a really <laughs> cool. I hope we find out eventually, but I mean. It's a cool image. It's a cool image. Like, it's another example of really good art in this series. Good animation. 
I'm almost thinking it's not good art because we can't tell what's happening unless we're supposed to think he's dead. I, I think we're supposed to. Okay. Uh, th- that's my thought. I think we're supposed to think he's dead. It's pretty, but it's not very informative. But like, it adds to the chaos of the moment. Right. That's true. Which it, we're supposed to be disoriented. We're supposed to be thrown off guard. So Kiba then starts barking out the orders that Toboe needs to go find the humans, mm-hmm. and Sume needs to go find the packmates. Basically, bring everyone back together. Yep. And then we cut to Quint and Toboe. Mm-hmm. They talk a little bit, and then that's when Darsha finally shows up. Yeah, so Darsha, who... I forget, did we see Darsha in episode one of the OVA? I don't think so. I don't think we did either. The and last I think we saw of Darsha, he was essentially... Like, he was still... Like, he still lived, right? But he also got, like, stabbed with, like, the right. the poisonous weapon. So I did a little reading on this. Uh-huh. I went outside the, the narrative. Okay. Just to kind of look at it. My understanding is what he... He's been using his airship to fly around and finish off Jagra's forces. So that's what those shooting stars were. That's what those shooting stars were. Explosions. Yep. Those explosions, those shooting stars were... His ordinances, probably enemy airships dropping. Oh. And that tower was one of Jagra's strongholds. He had forces there. Interesting. And he vaporized it with the airship. Okay. That's, and there's nothing in the narrative to tell you that. No. You had, that's and I don't even know that's true, it. but it makes sense. It and does. That's, what, that's could, what some of the stuff I read said. Could even be just a theory filling in the blanks, but if it is, that's, that's good reading of it. He walks up and declares Quint a filthy creature unfit to enter paradise. This is where I went, oh, like things started to click from the beginning of the episode. Oh, okay. Like this is the moment where I'm like, wait a minute. Like as Quint is figuring it out, I, the viewer, am also figuring things out. Gotcha. Yeah. I was very confused and I'm like, wait a minute. I think I've seen this before. That was you. That was you. You were it the whole time. You were the wolf. You were the wolf the whole time. Which adds a whole other layer of confusion to this narrative. Yeah, because why was he the wolves that were hiding in... Yeah. Kyrios? Yes. And why was Jagra hunting him? Yes. Was she ever hunting wolves, or was she just hunting... Darsha as an asshole. Was she hunting... Or was she hunting wolves for the right reasons, or because Darsha tricked her? I think it's because of that, if anything, right? Uh, yeah. The fact that he that he spurned her as a lover. Right. And went with Hamina. Right. Instead of wanting to be with her. And then Hamina died, and then he decided to be a wolf, and so she hates wolves in paradise. Or maybe, she, or maybe she didn't know he was a wolf, and he just was hanging around as a wolf for whatever reason. Very well possible. It, Darsha and Quint basically trade... Emotional scar stories about oh, yeah. losing their soul and uh-huh. being unwilling to rest if they need to destroy somebody. Yep. And they have a little bit of a standoff and open fire on each other. Oh, man, yeah. this Things get tense. They do. They get really heated. And Toboe leaps into the line of fire. Sad. And we get the slow motion blood spray shot oh, of him dropping Beautiful and horrific. And then Quint kneels over Toboe crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he feels guilty for it. I don't know that his bullet... I don't know that we know his bullet's the one that hit Toboe. We don't know. Or both hit him. Both absolutely could have. But either way, he feels guilty for it. Oh, obviously. of course he does. Of course he does. And Darsha doesn't feel guilty for it, because he <gasps> walks up to Quint and executes him. Yeah. And that's where we end the episode, I think. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yikes. I want to talk about that end scene a little bit. You know, the the, the pure... 
pain on Quint's face and, and the remorse that he feels makes so much sense. Right. You know, you look at it and you like you think, well, he doesn't really care about this character. He's never really cared about this character. Why all of a sudden does he have this remorse? Well, he doesn't always see him as a wolf, right? right. Oftentimes he sees him as the young kid. Right. How and else he is he had gonna... a young son? Exactly. That was that was my whole main point. Right. How, how else is he going to react now, gunning down and causing the death of feeling the guilt, the weight of another young kid dying? Right. And that right there is really good writing. Yeah. I, I love I love that scene. Finally. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's really well done. Just to look at the juxtaposition between Quint's care. And Darsha not giving two shits. Right. Like, that is powerful. I love it. I that. think it would have almost even been more powerful if we explicitly got the both bolts hit him. Yes. Like, two wounds. Yeah. Something along those two lines. Two sprays of blood, two two action lines. Yes. Two wounds, something. Yes. Like I said, because right now it's just chaos. We don't know. Right. Yeah, that, that little added detail would have gone a long way. I think so. Absolutely. So that's it. That's episode two bullet of remorse yep thoughts on the episode though i think i said it before i'll say it again i think this one's probably the best one so far Mm -hmm. um the ova in general is making a lot more sense the characters are doing things with their agency that we care about um yeah overall i I wish we had some of this earlier i agree with you i think as i've mentioned in the last episode it's absolutely beautiful it's gorgeous i think we should have gotten a lot of this information earlier to make this actually make sense to the narrative but overall it's a really well put together a really well done episode and we it does suffer a little bit in some places from the nothing happens until it happens and then like shit goes down and goes crazy right there's a little too much talking but i feel like it's not just talking for talking's sake, it's it's building these emotional connections between characters before they slowly, apparently, all get killed off here. <laughs> right. Along the way. Before the meat grinder starts. Exactly. And that's exactly what we get in these episodes. What? Hi! Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> hey, it's Josh! Hey! How did you get here? Oh, no. I came when you needed me. To talk about this episode. Because oh. I really actually enjoyed this episode. Uh-huh. And I heard you bastards recorded it again without me. Again. Well, stop having a family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I can't help the fame enough. <laughs> okay, okay. We're, you caught us right at the tail end. All Bill right, and I yeah. just gave our thoughts on the episode as a whole. So give, you my- give, us, give us your thoughts in like five minutes. Yeah, I gotta pee. It's been a long time. Oh, sorry, man. Okay. So I really enjoyed this episode. This is actually probably one of my top five episodes, if I were to do a top five. I think there was a lot a uh, lot of good build, especially with um, Quent's interactions with the wolves. And I thought it was a really good back and forth with them. The whole him casting off Blue was heartbreaking, but he could kind of understand what he was doing. He was, like, casting it all off and mm-hmm. saying, no, I'm going to have my vengeance. And then that sudden ending. Oh, my God, that ending bit. Where, oh, where... with Toboway? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh, 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 God. Oh God! I didn't care for the character. He was annoying, but and then, yeah, it was so good. It was enjoyable. I do have to say at least this much about about the OVA so far. Mm-hmm. It feels as empty as the wasteland that it's set in. We kind of talked about the bleakness. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of one of the things we. Focused I guess we on. never really went into the 
Right. The actual bleakness of the setting. Right. Compared right. to the bleakness of the plot. Right. right. That's good. But, you know, it's it, it feels empty because it, it's a lot of character study at this point because you don't have a whole lot of other things going on around it. Oh, absolutely. So it's more character driven. And I think it's almost the best part of the series thus far because there's more you actually care. Yeah, we. I mean, I think know, I think we talked about that too, right. and this idea that like it is some of the best character interactions we've had. So they're far. finally hitting their stride. Yeah, right. on, epi- right. on episode number twenty-eight. Right. It's a shame, but I am actually the way they close it out makes it very interesting on how they're going to what they're going to do next. It's true. Um, well, hey, maybe you could join us next week, and we can actually talk about what happens next. I'll have to check with the kids first. Hey, why don't you go do that? They dominate my life. All right. Well, I guess it's time to go away now. Doesn't he always just do that? I should probably take us out of here, shouldn't we? Depends how much time we got on that. (laughs) This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime, and I can't return to my original form. You mean fat? Ooh. (laughs) I was going to say a teacher because I'm on break, you (laughs) asshole. My name is Andy. What kind of response would you expect from a wretched beast? I'm Bill. (laughs) Oh, and we will see you... I forgot. Ah! Bye-bye! Fuck! Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt. Brian Nash and Cameron Baer. Where are you going? They want to go to paradise together. What a nightmare. If you're telling me this is what's really happening, then you should have let me die. What's wrong with you? Do you have the slightest idea how worried Blue is about you? I know how much you want to be with her! Why are you acting like this? Shut up! Blue, you're not my dog anymore. But you can't.